Welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, where you're invited to gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge about how Christians integrate their faith, life, and finances with a biblical worldview. Here's your host, Christian investment advisor, financial planner, and coach, Bob Barber. Welcome to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. Whether you are watching us or listening, we're really glad you virtually stopped by. And today we're going to be continuing in our final of a three-part series we've been doing for needing financial advice. I need financial advice, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think everybody does. And you know, Sean, I've been doing this for over 30 years, and it never ceases to amaze me things that I learn every day. You're still learning stuff after 30 years? Yes. Here I am, <laughs> 60, and I've been doing this for all these years. So I tell you, the last two episodes are great. And if you had had a chance, please go back and, and listen to them. Today, we're going to cover, um, well, I'll tell you what the first couple, couple ones that we covered, and then we'll tell you what we're going to cover today. So in part one, we covered five reasons you need a financial planner. We went a lot into detail about that. And then uh, part two, we covered five reasons you need an investment advisor. Now, a financial planner and investment advisor should go together. Right. But they can be two separate or they could be the same. They group. could. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could have an investment advisor that doesn't do financial planning. Mm-hmm. And then today, we're going to cover the five reasons you need a Christian financial advisor, especially if you're a believer and you love the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yeah. We feel that you need a Christian advisor. So we're going to cover those five reasons why. I agree. So, Bob, what is reason number one? that you need a Christian financial advisor? Well, I believe the first reason, Sean, that you need a Christian financial advisor is because if you are gonna call yourself a Christian financial advisor, you better be focused and believe in biblically responsible investing. And you know we've had a lot of programs about biblically responsible investing. Another thing that is called nowadays is faith-based investing, and or it can be called values-based investing. They all point back to the same thing, but but because our industry is so um, focused and kind of circles around your investment portfolio, I think a Christian financial advisor should focus on biblically responsible investing. Now, if you've not heard of that, what do I mean by that? Well, we, we believe that a Christian should never knowingly invest in companies that are violating biblical principles. This doesn't mean that the the company happens to be a, a Christian company, right? But if because they're not, there's not a, there's a lot of them on Wall Street that are not. But if the companies are involved in agendas that violate biblical principles, we think you should steer clear of them, and we think you should look for companies that have good biblical principles, like companies that care about their families, that that they you know their employees sure. and their families, like they they approve family values. So I guess we kind of break it down into like what you were saying. Christians should not knowingly own companies that violate biblical guidelines. Yeah. And that key there is the the ownership. So we basically have two different types of screening sides. There's kind of a positive and there's a negative type of a screen. And I'm going to quickly go over some some things on the positive side. And Bob, maybe you can address some of the negative ones. Okay. All right. So you're looking for 
biblically responsible companies. Again, they're not necessarily Christian, but they're but the positive side is that they have pro-family values. They treat their employees well with fair pay, mm-hmm. good health insurance, retirement plan, time off for family. Mm-hmm. They provide a safe working environment for their employees, uh, not not just minimum requirements from OSHA. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they have good employee training programs. They're compassionate towards their employees' needs. I mean, you know, you have a, might have a policy, but it's like, how how do people? get treated you know it's just not all it's just not all about the profit exactly all the time. Yeah. and then the the last one is cares about the environment god's creation that's exactly right. and that's not a worship of nature i always like no, to clarify yeah. with people that that is because god created and owns everything when we take care of the environment or animals things like that it's not because we think it's somehow more valuable than human life it's because we're doing that as an act of worship we're taking care of something that belongs to god as a way to honor him I saw a bumper sticker one time that said, if you love the creator, take care of the creation. I love that. Yeah. 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 That's a succinct way to say that. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the companies we try to avoid are companies that uh, support destructive behaviors and lifestyles. And I don't think I need to go too deep into that because <laughs> no. I think people understand that uh, today. You know, I, I will say we're referring to the LGBTQIA+. Whatever letters they're up to. Yeah, they, they keep adding more letters to it. but. You know, a comp- many companies support those lifestyles, so we steer clear of that, and we believe that as a Christian financial advisor, we should not be investing God's money in those companies. Right. Um, if the company makes money on gambling, uh, tobacco, alcohol, pornography, or abortion, yeah. you know, like yeah. pharmaceutical companies could be getting fetal tissue research and right. using that. Um, and we do not want to invest in those kind of companies. Right. Or if they support organizations like Planned Parenthood, that take away human lives in their most vulnerable state, and you know, or even the, the liberal causes. You know, one of the things that one of the episodes we have coming up is I'm going to be talking about voting right but investing left. Yeah. So that's going to be a, a good one. So Bob, what is reason number two that you need a Christian financial advisor? Because a Christian financial advisor, if you believe in the Bible and you believe in biblical values, a Christian financial advisor is going to use biblical guidelines for finance and planning. You know, so using the Bible actually in how you're doing the advice and planning. Yes, that's that's correct. Such a concept, right? (laughs) You know, and many scholars believe that uh, Jesus he he spoke more on stewardship than he did in heaven and than he did on heaven and hell combined. Yeah, and and there's a. You'll, you'll get different scholars saying different amounts, but yeah. you'll, they'll all agree that there's at least 1,500 scriptures on yeah. stewardship. Which is not all directly money, but it, it does include that. How we yeah. handle it. Yeah, how you handle, think of it, I think of it as how you handle the resources that have been entrusted to you. That's right. It might be money, it might be talent, it might be your time mm-hmm. that you have on this earth, and you know that's something we need to be accountable for. So, you know, we believe that God, um, that the Bible teaches that God is the owner. And, and we get this from uh, Psalms 24.1. And, and it says that, that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So God is the owner and we're managers, not owners. That next one is debt presumes upon an unknown future and can even jeopardize it. It's Proverbs 22.7 says, a, borrow is a borrower is a slave to the lender. And then the next one is that wealth is accumulated slowly, not by gambling. You can reference Proverbs 13, 
11. And that one says dishonest money dwindles away, but he who gathers money little by little makes it grow. So I want to talk about the debt thing just a minute, okay? Sure. Because that the debt, we're not against, we're not saying that <clears throat> that debt is a sin by any means. Right, okay? right. It, and we're not, you know, you know, it's hard to buy a house with, with cash. Now you can as you get older because you've been saving a long time, but you take somebody in there, you're and you you're in your thirties. It'd be very difficult for you to go pay cash for a home. Right. Somebody my age, sixties and seventies. That's pretty much what we do. We pay cash for our homes. Okay. But um, debt can become overwhelming, and you can become a slave to debt if you're not careful. And that's what that scripture says. Is well, Proverbs I think twenty-two seven. That scripture also goes right into sound financial planning, where just because you technically qualify, say, for a loan to buy a home, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's a good decision if what you're paying for that loan to buy that home is too high of a percentage of, of your income. Yes. Because you, you want to have some grace. You know, you, you have emergency savings and, you know, if you're at 50% of your income is just going to your housing, it's kind of a dangerous situation to be in. So a, a Christian financial advisor is going to make sure you don't get yourself in that situation. And also, like Ron Blue, a, a, you know, very well-known writer and the founder of Kingdom Advisors, which we'll be covering next week, a certified Kingdom Advisor. I love what he always says, debt presumes upon the future. So you, we, we really don't know what the future is. So mm. when we take out a lot of debt, we, we need to be careful because we're thinking, like, well, I know the future. Well, no, no one knows the future. You know, and another reason to use a Christian financial advisor and a reason number two is that they talk about giving and, and they understand that giving releases selfishness and it should be part of a plan. Hmm. And we get this from 2 Corinthians uh, 9, 7. Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Another one is that a person's self-worth is not tied to their net worth. Therefore, more is not always better. No, I remember that, you that's said... A, that's a biblical worldview right there. For sure. And I remember you said something before, you know, even for your own personal planning. How much is enough? You know, and, and when you're doing your planning, it's, it's not always about just getting more. You may get to a point and realize we have everything that we need for retirement. And if you're still earning more assets, well, maybe you should consider giving at the charity or passing it down to the grandkids. You know, if you don't need it now, then don't worry about it. I just, it just reminds me of the scripture about building the bigger barns. Mm -hmm. You really need to go build the bigger barns. So what is reason number three that you need a Christian financial advisor? A Christian financial advisor should, and, and they believe that a biblical worldview is is what you should follow versus a secular worldview. And there is a huge difference yeah. between these two worldviews. You know, the secular worldview is all about me mm-hmm. and and my stuff and selfishness, where biblical worldview should be about others and not about me and serving others and helping others. So one of one of the things we believe too for Christian financial advisors is they should know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Okay, kind of important for that if they both believe and follow a biblical worldview. They, yeah, and and they should believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. That mm-hmm. you know we're not going to tear this page out and tear this page out. That they believe in that the the wholeness of the Bible, and that they have a heart for teaching others. I I think that's a very important thing and shouldn't uh, shouldn't be offended 
that when somebody says, I don't know what that means, they should not be offended. They should have a teacher's heart. Right. Yeah. Right. They have a like-mindedness with fellow believers. Mm-hmm. They believe that truth is absolute based on God's word and not relative. And That's I, a big this, word today. I'll tell you what, this is a hard one when you're on social media. <clears throat> People uh, seem to be getting more and more confused with the difference between an opinion and facts. And people seem to think that just because they have an opinion that it's just as valid as facts. And that's not how the world actually works. Truth is I mean, not relative. No. Truth is truth. It's the same it was, as it was a thousand years ago as it is today. And it'll be the same a thousand years from now yeah. if we're still here, still here and Jesus hasn't come back. Amen. Us. Another one is uh, the Bible is the guidebook and ultimate authority for all financial decisions. Like we said earlier, there's, on the low end, at least 1,500 scriptures talking about stewardship. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to money and finances, why would that not be part of our decision-making? And how is this going to honor God? I can have somebody sit in front of me and just open up to Matthew or Mark or Luke or John or, you know, Philippians, wherever. And and really, I like Matthew because Matthew was a tax collector, as we know. So he wrote a lot about this. Yeah. And you can open up literally in the book of Matthew and just go from page to page and see what Jesus is saying about stewardship. Yeah. And that that financial decisions, uh, this is a Christian financial belief, uh, advisor should believe that financial decisions are spiritual decisions because it belongs to God. It's not ours. So that, you know, you shouldn't be offended at a financial a Christian financial advisory but wants to pray with you and let's pray about these decisions yeah, yeah that's, and it's kind of funny uh, it was just this past weekend my pastor was specifically talking about no one is going to get mad at you if it's someone that you know it's a, it's someone you care about of just saying can I pray for you yeah I've never well, thanks yeah and you know what they might say I'm so glad you said that I just I don't, I don't know if you realize it but I've been going through something so I mean, when you're talking about big decisions coming as far as finance, we definitely should be praying. You know what's so funny? There's that vacuum out within all of us to know God. And and I've said this to people I don't even know. And some have said, well, I, I really don't believe. But I guess if you want to pray, you can. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So they're not against it. They're yeah. like, well, just maybe. Yeah. In case Can't I'm hurt, wrong. Right? <laughs> so uh, what is the fourth reason you need a financial Christian financial advisor. I believe a Christian financial advisor number four is is he or she is accountable. Mm, they're, one. they're accountable to God and the Bible and his word. They're also accountable to the Christian community. Right. You know, to the church and other fellow believers and to their spouse if they're married. Right. They're also accountable to their family. Mm-hmm. They're accountable to the governing authorities that have been put in place. So, for example, the SEC, FINRA, and that definitely holds us accountable. <laughs> well, it says Romans 13, we are to follow the authorities. That's right. Yes. They're also accountable to the secular community as a witness to abiding by those Christian values. You like that one? I do. Yeah, because we are a witness to all believers and non-believers. That's right. And all of our actions and what we do. So and we're this, supposed to be in the world, but not of it. Yeah. If we're not in the world and acting differently than the rest of the world, how is the gospel going to be shared? How are people even going to know that there's a different way to live? And they, they should see us as salt and light. So Amen. that's going to take us to reason number five, our final reason for today, why that, you need a Christian financial advisor. 
And that fifth one is a Christian financial advisor is a calling from God. It's not just a job. It's a ministry. I feel that every day, Sean. Amen. I mean, there are, there are times we we have meetings with clients that out of an hour, five, ten minutes maybe, is actually talking about finance, and the rest of it is life and praying praying for each other, sharing scripture, yep. just talking through stuff. Because that, that ultimately all goes back into finance, too. Mm-hmm. So a Christian financial advisor has a servant mentality to serve others, not to be served. Amen. That's what we want to be. They say, not my will, but God's will. And a Christian financial advisor should exemplify the fruits of the Holy Spirit as found, found, as found in Galatians, the fifth chapter, Galatians 5, 22 through 24. So I'm going to read that here. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. Mm. It's a good verse. <laughs> yes, it is. A Christian financial advisor is called to be different than a secular financial advisor. As you said earlier, to be salt and light in this world. Mm-hmm. Matthew five thirteen through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Well, there you go. There's five reasons I think that Christians need a Christian financial advisor. Not just a financial advisor. Exactly. And not a financial advisor that just happens to be a Christian. Right. There should be a difference. There should be a difference. In how they operate. They should operate from a biblical worldview, and we've discussed that today. If you're looking for a Christian financial advisor, visit ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com on the web or call or text us at 830-609-6986 during business hours. And don't miss our next episode where we're going to be talking about why you need a certified kingdom advisor and what a certified kingdom advisor is. Thanks for joining us. God bless. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.